Since the firing of Luke Walton and the implementation of Alvin Gentry as the interim head coach, Marvin Bagley has carved himself a role here in the Kings rotation. And recently, after returning from a non-COVID-related illness, Bagley had one of his best performances of the season, really one of his best performances in the last couple of seasons, reminding all of us how he easily can put up numbers and be an effective NBA player. But does Marvin have a future in Sacramento? Is there a best-case scenario where the Kings and Bagley put aside their differences and make things work long-term? We'll discuss that. Plus, I'll explain why, assuming the goal of making the playoffs stays the same for the Kings, trading Harrison Barnes makes absolutely no sense. And finally, we're going to take a look at the month of December. This month is incredibly important for the Kings. A lot of winnable games, a lot of games inside the Golden One Center here in Sacramento. If the Kings want to make up some ground and make a serious push for postseason, it could begin this month. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member for the last uh, seven years, my eighth season covering Kings basketball, formerly for Sports 1140 KHDK Radio in Sacramento, now with ABC 10 Television. And hey, look at this. The Kings have won four out of their last six games. We're feeling pretty good. Back-to-back wins uh, over the Los Angeles Clippers recently. And in the most recent win over the Clippers, which I talked about in detail on yesterday's podcast following uh, the win over the Clippers, which you can go check out if you missed, I spent a lot of time or or a decent amount of time talking about the play of Marvin Bagley uh, as he finished with his first double-double of the season, and he did it in less than 20 minutes. It was an incredibly efficient game for Marvin Bagley, and we're really going to start this podcast by pointing out and, and, and giving significant praise to Marvin because even with all of the drama that's happened off the floor, with right before the season starting, Marvin's agent putting out that statement, basically dragging the Kings, dragging Monty McNair and their decision not to have Marvin in the rotation. Which, by the way, important context, Monty, uh, Monty McNair has since spoken, I can't remember if it was in an interview, yes, it was in an interview with Sam Amick of, uh, of The Athletic, and he explained that that decision was completely Luke Walton's former Sacramento Kings head coach uh, who lost his job just a few games uh, into this season. So now that interim head coach Alvin Gentry has Marvin playing, maybe it's not too surprising that things are different, but how different are they? Are they different enough to where a future between the Kings and Marvin is salvageable? We're going to get to that. But like I said, got to make sure I sing the praises of Marvin because even with all the stuff happening, his agent statement, everything off the court, Marvin has said the right things 
He's done the right things. He clearly has not um, soured any kind of relationship that he has with the organization, soured any, well, that we know of. I should say with the players, with the coaching staff, Marvin has has managed to keep a, a, a good reputation. He didn't have his one incident telling Luke Walton that he or refusing to check in in the Phoenix Suns game when the Kings were being blown out Um that game was in Sacramento a little less than a month ago. He did have that incident, which did not look good. And of course we talked about that. I was very critical of Marvin uh, here on the locked on Kings podcast, but with the exception of that incident, I've been made, uh, making sure to point out like he, he is not a cancer in the locker room. Never has been, even if uh, he does have unspoken desires not to be here, assuming that his camp is speaking for him, which is really all that we can do at this point. Like it's, it's hard to allow others to put words in, in a player's mouth, but since Marvin has refused to address it, uh, that's, that's really what the situation has been. However, when Marvin has spoken, I think he's spoken well. He said the right thing. He said, I'm going to do what what is needed of me, what's required of me uh, to help this team win, which I could then go back to him refusing to check into the game and still his statement kind of makes sense. Now, I'm not trying to defend the guy, but if you think about it, at that point in time, it was garbage time and the Kings uh, were putting in their reserves and really re- uh, waving the white flag. So that's not exactly a, a situation where Marvin would be coming into the game to do what he had to do to help the Kings win. He would just be in there basically risking injury uh, for garbage time minutes. So again, not defending that entire situation because it was wrong of him to refuse. And I imagine there was a pol- an apology to his teammates or an apology to the coaching staff. I have no idea. None of that information ever came out. But again, with the exception of that incident, Marvin has has said and done the right things. He stayed ready. Uh, he's worked hard. And for the most part, with the exception of preseason, he stayed healthy. Now, again, the most recent games that he missed, I think he missed two or three games. He was out with a non-COVID-related illness. So it wasn't any kind of injury that we know of, assuming we can trust the injury report, which there, we have no reason not to. Um, Marvin has been able to stay healthy. And now that Alvin Gentry has taken over, Marvin has found himself getting actual opportunity. He he really didn't get actual opportunity uh, under Luke Walton. And you know what? I was okay with that. I'm not going to try and pretend that I didn't say the things that I said at the beginning of this season when uh, that, that statement from his agent first came out. I agreed at the time with Luke Walton's decision to not play Marvin. I thought there were better options for the Kings to play uh, off of the bench that would actually help them win basketball games, which has been the ultimate goal. So, I understand Marvin wasn't reliable then. He's still not completely reliable now, but he is showing that when he can stay a little bit healthy, that he is a capable rotation player at the NBA level. And Alvin Gentry has given him a fresh start in in the same way that the Kings have kind of, not really, but kind of gotten a fresh start with the, the change of a head coach. It's weird. Like we, we make it seem like a, a coaching change midseason is some drastic, significant, crazy change. But in reality, especially when it's an interim coach who is already part of the former head coach's staff, it's really just another guy picking up the torch and maybe making small, subtle changes. But you can't make drastic changes during the, the middle of a season. The changes that you can make are a little adaptations to your rotation. And and one of those adaptations has been Marvin getting playing time. So he's, he's figuring out what he can do to actually help this team in his role off the bench. Like I said, very, very efficient double, double uh, in in the Kings recent win over the Clippers uh, coming off the bench in in less than 20 minutes. Uh, And of course, 
anytime Marvin Bagley starts doing something good, we're reminded of the hope and the uh, expectations that uh, we had for him when the Kings selected him number two overall in the 2018 draft. And we wonder if it's possible that still something good can come of it. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. I'm not trying to say that it is impossible for the Kings and Marvin Bagley to have a future together. But I want to pump the brakes a little bit on the idea that Marvin could find himself earning a second contract with the Kings, hell, even earning a qualifying offer from the Sacramento Kings to which the Kings intended to match most offers and with the interest of bringing him back. Like there's a difference between matching a qualifying offer and just doing so, or rather issuing a qualifying offer and just doing so to, to have power over the guy to maybe influence how much money other teams are going to pay him and not really having the intention of bringing him back and issuing the qualifying offer with the intention of matching. And that's really what we're talking about today. Is there a scenario where the Kings could issue that qualifying offer with the intention of bringing Marvin Bagley back to Sacramento and Marvin wanting to return and actually being a part again of this young, it used to be young, Kings core who is trying to end this playoff drought and eventually, hopefully, years down the line, grow into a championship team. It's extreme wish wishful thinking. Extreme wishful thinking to say that absolute best, best, best case scenario is Marvin Bagley continuing to play well, earning a starting spot, starting at that four spot that has still been the biggest hole for this Kings team and playing so well that the Kings have to issue him that qualifying offer to which Marvin would have two options. He either takes the high road and says, wow, things are different here. I love playing for Alvin Gentry. I love my teammates. I'm willing to give it another shot. This is my best opportunity, which I still believe Marvin's best opportunity for a, a long and successful career is here in Sacramento, or at least his, his best chances to actually see it, um, see those dreams and that, that, that possibility realized. That's the high road. Or he could take the low road, which is, see, mother effers, I've, I've been this good all along. It's your fault. You've misused me. F you, now I'm taking my talents to a real organization that's going to appreciate me, a real fan base that's going to appreciate me, and blah, 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 blah. Based off of what we've seen and heard out of Marvin's camp, not Marvin himself, but Marvin's camp, option B, even though it sounds extreme, sounds a lot more likely than option A. And that's really my, my whole point in this situation. It's, it's hard to have a conversation about a player's future in the team and make the, the conversation mainly about the people surrounding the player, not the player himself, but that's really what the situation is. Marvin is very um, confident in, in and heavily influenced by the people around him, his family, his agent, and those who have publicly declared their opinions have been anti-Sacramento Kings, anti-Kings coaching, for nearly the entire time that Marvin's been in Sacramento. So if the best case scenario does happen and Marvin all of a sudden becomes a starter here in Sacktown and, and, and earns those minutes and starts playing well and really has a positive effect on the Kings and hell, maybe the Kings make the playoffs with Marvin as, as a starter. 
I think it's more than likely his camp plays the FU guys card and maybe the Kings force them to come back on a, on a qualifying offer or matching whatever offer that uh, is out there in free agency. Maybe the Kings take that route. It just seems like an NBA 2K fantasy scenario more than reality. Reality is everything that Marvin's doing right now is auditioning for another team. Everything Marvin is doing over the remainder. he Of course, I do believe him when he says he wants to help this team win right now. Why? Because if Marvin is doing things to help this team win right now, it raises his value. And I'm not talking about trade value, although that's important too. He could be traded if he wants out of here sooner than later if the Kings want to try and turn a profit for the guy. Or it helps boost his financial value, his worth to a team who's maybe willing to spend eight, nine, ten million million, $10 million a year for him this upcoming offseason, assuming he does get a, a qualifying offer at $7 million, which is a, a pretty significant assumption at this point. And again, that $7 million qualifying offer is if he doesn't start, I think, in 41 games. If he does, then that qualifying offer is up to like $13, $14 million or something like that, which is, of course, a, a massive payday that I think Marvin and his camp would take in a heartbeat. I don't know. I don't see a future for Marvin in Sacramento. Even if the best case scenario happens, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think those bridges are burned. And I think both sides are looking for, I think both sides are trying to get the most out of each other while they're together. Kings are trying to get every ounce of basketball that Marvin can provide for them that actually helps them win games. Marvin's looking for the opportunity to pad his stats, to showcase his talents, and to increase the amount of money coming his way from another organization this offseason. And like I talked about on yesterday's pod, there is a very, very, very real chance that Marvin leaves Sacramento and goes on to become a solid player for another team. Like I said yesterday, I don't think he's ever going to realize his potential as the number two overall pick. I think that ship has sailed, that that those chances are long gone. But can Marvin be a at worse or on average very good rotation player and even to some teams a decent starter? Yeah, I think he could be in the right system. And unfortunately, even if Kings fans hate it, even if I hate the narrative, even if the Kings hate the narrative, as long as the Kings continue to struggle the way they have to go through coaches, to change general managers, to lose, and to really be the laughingstock of the NBA, there are going to be a lot of people that will blame the Kings for Marvin's mistakes, for Marvin's struggles, and believe that they can turn him around. And there are some organizations that are just damn good enough to do it. And I know that would be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of Kings fans. So not to be Debbie Downer, if you're hoping to have Marvin Bagley stay here and keep that number 35 jersey in your closet with a little bit of value, I don't see it happening. But if you do, let me know why. At Matt George Sack on Twitter, email me mattgeorgesports at gmail.com, uh, or you can leave your comments down in the comment section down below. We're going to talk about why Harrison Barnes being traded from the Sacramento Kings just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me to talk about that. Plus the month of December is extremely important for the Kings getting to that in just a little bit right now, though, like I said, today's podcast brought to you by prize picks prize picks has the best NBA daily fantasy sports prop games on the market. Prize picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players who are only recording a handful of minutes each game. So you can truly use your King's knowledge to the test. It's not just, or put your King's knowledge to the test and use it to make money. It's not just De'Aaron Fox's numbers or maybe Tyrese Halliburton's numbers and that's it. 
hey, maybe you think you're an expert on Marvin Bagley and think you can uh, figure out his over-unders and make money on it. And here's how it works. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, like points or steals or field goal percentage or, or things of that nature. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And the best part is just you versus the projected numbers. All of uh, the Locked on Kings listeners that want to partake in this and, and play, all you have to do is when you sign up, use promo code NBA and you'll get 100% match up to $100. So you deposit $100, use promo code NBA, you instantly get another $100 on top of that to play with. It's yours, no questions asked. Go use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So when you make money, you'll actually see that money and put it to good use. Don't hesitate. Check out Price prizepicks.com use promo code nba or go to your app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy locked on kings also brought to you by our friends at direct tv and i know with streaming services now many of us have cut the cord i've had my cord cutted since cutted that's not a word i've had my cord cut since uh and i was an english major in college believe it or not um I've had my cord cut since before college or right at the very beginning of college. I haven't had a TV package in, I can't tell you how long. It's always been Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. And the thing is, all these streaming services are starting to add up. Like there's so many different services now that offer so many different shows. And it gets kind of frustrating to remember which ones or to jump in between, sign up for them all. It's impossible really to consolidate all of your uh, shows into one place. Direct TV stream is going to make it simpler for you. It brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there's no annual contract, nothing that binds you to Direct TV and their services, which I know is one of the reasons why so many of us cut the cord in the first place. No more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. Harrison Barnes has been out for a handful of games. He's expected to be back, or the Kings are hopeful that he'll be back and available uh, for Wednesday night's game against the Orlando Magic. And of course, it would be great to see Harrison Barnes back. In the meantime, Terrence Davis, over the last two games, done an excellent job starting at that three spot, had a 23-point performance in the first win over the Lakers, or Clippers, rather, and then a 28-point performance in the most recent win over the Clippers. So Terrence Davis is playing very well. That being said... Even when Terrence Davis is scoring at this rate, we know that that's not sustainable and it's not going to be as consistent as Harrison Barnes is overall as an NBA player. Harrison Barnes is the embodiment of consistency here in Sacramento. He plays an important position that the Kings obviously have very little depth in, and he is already significantly valued around the league. I've told you the conversations that I've had, and, and when I got the opportunity to work uh, on the Utah Jazz radio broadcast when they came to Sacramento a couple of times, both times they were raving about Harrison Barnes and the idea of getting HB um, in uh, in Utah, that he could be the missing piece for that team to actually may, uh, win a championship. Uh, we know the Boston Celtics had significant interest in Harrison Barnes. Harrison is probably going to be brought up in a lot of rumors as the trade deadline gets closer and closer because there are a lot of teams that could use Harrison. Why? Because Harrison is just that damn valuable. He is just that damn good. So why in the world would the Kings want to trade him? It doesn't make sense. Trading Harrison Barnes does not make sense for the Sacramento Kings, unless I presented to you one scenario, which is really not going to happen. And that's, well, I guess there's two scenarios, but the other one is so extreme and crazy. I'll get to that second. The first and more likely scenario, even though it's pretty unlikely, 
is the Kings completely falling out of it. Maybe they're 10 games back of an actual play-in spot, not the playoffs, an actual play-in spot. And everything just kind of falls apart for them. And they're trying to basically tank, rebuild for next season, start the rebuild early and, and cash in on Harrison Barnes' significant value. That's one scenario where they actually trade him. Scenario number two, and this one is so out of right field that I don't think it, it, it's possible, is the Kings get a superstar or a star type player for Harrison. And we can explore that a little bit because I could see a possibility of Harrison being involved in a package that lands the Kings, uh, lands the Kings a star. However, what I think hurts any idea of the Kings trading Harrison Barnes away is the fact that he plays such an important position that the Kings have absolutely no depth in. And if you look at the history of that position, a small forward position, and really just the wing position in general, that 3-4 position, the Kings have had a horrific time, horrific time filling that position in the past. And we know how important that position is. Remember how bad that position was for the Kings before HB showed up? Now, you could say Iman Shumpert, to which I'd tell you that was a two-guard playing up to the three-spot. And we know the Kings do have a lot of guards on this roster. And of course, right now with Harrison Barnes and Mo Harkless being out, the Kings are playing guards in that spot. And I just don't see how that's going to be sustainable long-term if the Kings want to actually win basketball games and, and make a playoff push and actually succeed when they get to the playoffs. Trading Harrison Barnes, if you're going to trade him away and you're still trying to acquire talent that is going to help you make the playoffs... You have to get someone basically at his position. You're getting a three or a four. You're not getting a point guard. You're not getting a shooting guard unless it's an oversized shooting guard that you can play at the three. You're not getting a big. I mean, I guess you could kind of get a center, but Rashawn Holmes is here and he's certainly not a problem with this roster. Like if you're trading Harrison Barnes away, you're trading him for someone that basically fills his position. And I don't know how many teams are going to want to give a better or equal talent away at the same position to acquire Harrison Barnes. And why would the Kings trade an equal talent away or trade a talent like Harrison Barnes away if they weren't getting better at that position? It doesn't make sense unless you're taking draft picks on top of that, which is a move you make if you're trying to lose or you don't care about winning, which of course is not more than likely going to be the case for the Kings at the trade deadline. I think trading Harrison Barnes is, is, is a foolish idea. I think it's it's really foolish. Like, I guess I could understand Harrison being involved in a trade package that lands you Ben Simmons from Philadelphia. Like, I get it. I guess Ben can play that 3-4 spot. Some would say he is an upgrade. Defensively, he is an upgrade. Offensively, eh. He's, of course, a former star, former All-NBA defender, and Harrison has none of those things, but... Ben Simmons also hasn't played. We haven't seen anything from him. The last we saw of him was garbage in the playoffs. Harrison, you know what you're going to get from him pretty much on a nightly basis. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a good idea for the Kings to even humor it unless they're either one, blowing things up or two, getting some kind of offer you cannot refuse, which probably involves a star coming back, which is not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So if you want to trade Harrison Barnes, Keep trying to find that perfect package. And if, hey, hey, I, like, I don't mind you sending me screenshots of your, your trade machine ideas uh, for HP. So if you if you have them, send them my way because I'm curious to see them. And again, don't be surprised 
If Harrison's name is brought up a lot and more and more by both Sacramento and outside sources, when the trade deadline gets closer and closer, that just speaks to the value that he has and the importance that he is not just to the Kings, but to any NBA team. And I agree with David Locke's assessment with the Utah Jazz. I think Harrison Barnes could be the missing piece on a championship team, which is why the Kings, who of course are not at the championship level right now, but are hoping to get there one day, why they'd be foolish to just let him go. We're going to talk about the month of December still to come. Before that, though, today's episode, Locked on Kings, brought to you by Built Bar. It's the holiday season. Built Bars are perfect for the holidays. I talked to you a ton about how Built Bars can replace your Thanksgiving desserts. How about Built Bars being used as stocking stuffers or just those sweet treats that you like to enjoy during the holidays? It gives you that candy flavor. It gives you that deliciousness, gives you that sweetness. It scratches all those candy and, and, and uh, calorie itches without actually having the calories, without actually having the sugar, having all that fat, and making you feel ultimately bad about yourself when January comes around and your uh, your New Year's resolution is to hit the gym for at least a couple of days. Built Bar is good for you when you're in the gym. Built Bar is good for you just sitting on your couch in your living room. I absolutely love Built Bars. They have a ton of great flavors, including unique holiday flavors uh, that are still rolling out. The Black Friday sales may be over, but still there are great ways for you to uh, save money by purchasing Built Bars. Here's what I recommend you do. If you haven't tried Built Bars before, there's amazing flavors. My favorite is mint brownie. It's also raspberry. There's orange. Uh, there's coconut almond, chocolate, dark chocolate. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, by the way. Go to Built.com. Order a mixed box. It'll send you a box with a bunch of different types of flavors for you to try out. Give them a shot. See what you think of them. Use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout. You'll get 15% off that box. And then when you have the flavors that you like or you pick the ones that you really like, you go back to Built.com. You order your specific box with the specific bars that you want. Again, keep an eye out for all of the uh, the great holiday flavors that, the, uh, that Built Bar has and will continue to be rolling out as Christmas gets closer and closer. Stock your stuffings. Stock. St Stuff your stockings. Wow. Stuff your stockings with Built Bars today. Make sure you enjoy this holiday treat. And trust me, you're going to enjoy them. They're good for you. You won't regret it. Give Mint Bounty a try. It's the best one. This episode of Locked on Kings, as usual, brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered for all the season props, odds, lines, and ever before for football season as playoffs get closer and closer for the NBA season. Now that we're in the nitty-gritty of December, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, to receive that bonus. It's free money for you to make more money with from basketball to football, NHL, boxing, UFC, to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts kings are off to a great start here in the month of december with back-to-back -back wins over the los angeles clippers the kings now 10 and 14 on the season not horrible with the state of the western conference the west and the east have really flipped there are a lot of good teams in the east this year and the West, with the exception of the very top, is, is still pretty wide open. So the Kings definitely in the mix, especially for that plan, which it would be sad at this point uh, if they were not. But at 10 and 14, the Kings have to be looking at this uh, this month of December and, and really licking their chops. Now, we've said this before, you have to be very careful. The Kings have to be very careful looking ahead to the schedule and, and trying to say that they're in a good position 
to uh, to really make a major move. I think after having like the fourth or fifth most difficult schedule to start the season, uh, actually it was the sixth most difficult schedule to start the season, the Kings have now the 25th uh, most difficult. So there's only five teams with easier schedules than the Kings for the remainder of the season. And a lot of that has to do with December. So I'm not saying that we should uh, definitely check the win column for, for all these matchups coming up. What I'm saying is, these games are very winnable for the Kings. And over the month of December, the Kings have a lot of opportunities at home where, oddly enough, they've struggled so far this season, but this is a great opportunity to turn that home record around. On Wednesday, the Kings have the Orlando Magic, their final home game, uh, before they head on a, a three-game Eastern Conference road trip. So you have the Magic, then you have Charlotte, Cleveland, and Toronto uh, you've beaten Charlotte before. You beat them big time. Toronto kind of embarrassed you. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are a better team than people expected this year. So again, none of these games are going to be easy, but they're definitely winnable. Then the Kings come home for three straight, Washington, Memphis, and San Antonio. Uh, then they go for a quick stop in Golden State on December 20th. That's probably a loss. Then it's back home again against the LA Clippers, who of course they've beaten twice. Uh, they have Memphis again, Oklahoma City, Dallas twice to end the month of December. So again, looking at the schedule, nothing goes, man, this is easy. This is a breeze. The Kings should be winning most, if not all of these games. It's not that at all. It's that if the Kings want to make a legitimate push and, and really vault themselves into that plan conversation, this is a perfect opportunity to do that. Because if they end this month of December and don't really take advantage of this, and what does taking advantage look like? It, it could be simple as even just going 500. Or, I mean, of course, you'd love for them to go a little bit over 500. But if the Kings end the month of December, especially after starting 2-0, and and they're three, four games under 500 through this stretch, I'm not talking overall because they're four games under 500 right now. I'm just talking through this stretch, through the remainder of December. If the Kings are three, have three or four more losses than they do wins, that's a massively missed opportunity that I don't know if this team is going to be really able to recover from. It starts Wednesday uh, in Orlando or rather against Orlando here in Sacramento. And the Orlando Magic, not a good team, but have been playing pretty well, have some solid young players, including Franz Wagner, who's been playing very, very well. And if you listened uh, during the offseason to Locked on Kings, you know how much I wanted Franz Wagner here in Sacramento. So I'm looking forward to that game. I want to hear how you're feeling about this month of December overall. Do you think this is the chance for the Kings to really make up some ground and, and, and get us to believe a little bit again in their possibility to make the playoffs? I think... This month could potentially earn Alvin Gentry uh, the head coach job going forward. I think it's very, very possible. And we'll learn a thing or two about some of the Kings players who have been inconsistent but trending in the right direction over recent weeks, I think, this month. So let me know how you, uh, you're feeling about that. Let me know about your thoughts about a Harrison Barnes trade and your thoughts, of course, about Marvin Bagley that we talked about earlier in the pod. ton of things to respond to. I want to hear from you at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Matt George Sports at email or at gmail.com, uh, or you can email or rather leave a comment on YouTube uh, in the comment section down below. Appreciate all your support here on the Locked on Kings podcast as usual. Can't wait to have you join me on tomorrow's podcast where I'm expected to have Morgan Reagan, not only from the Deuce and Mo podcast, widely popular podcast in Sacramento, but also now as part of the Kings television broadcast team and She's been doing uh, color commentary on the Stockton Kings broadcast and is now working for the G League Ignite. She's been spending some time in Las Vegas calling G League Ignite games. Morgan Reagan is, is a, a fascinating...
fast rising star. She's also a friend of mine. Uh, and it's been a while since I've had her on Locked on King. So I'm very excited to have her join me on tomorrow's pod. I hope you will join me for that. Or at least that's the plan. Some things happen, but hopefully you will have a Monday podcast featuring Morgan Reagan. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully you are as well. Thank you so much for your support of Locked on Kings. Can't wait to have you join me next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.